Welcome to the Sisterhood & Co. podcast. I'm your host, Harriet Blevins. This podcast is designed to empower, educate, and encourage women of all ages and stages of life in their walk with God. Our goal and intent is to provide you with the best content and topics relevant to your lives as Christians. We will have conversations with other leaders all along the way and discuss topics all of us want and need to hear. I'm so happy you're here, and I hope you enjoy the journey with me. Hello, beautiful people. My name is Harriet Blevins, and I want to first and foremost say a genuine and wholehearted thank you. Life has a way of swallowing up our time and energy, and I know today you could be doing a lot of other things, so I want to tell you how grateful I am that you're joining us today. We always want this space to be empowering for women a place where you can come and hear the truth of God's Word in an unashamed way, and a place where culture isn't ignored but leaned into, a place where we can grow and hopefully learn something new. On the last episode, we began a conversation about spiritual battles. Many, including myself, call it spiritual warfare. You may have been like me and been totally unaware that there is a battle going on around you and inside you that you're supposed to take part in. That was a total game changer for me. Today, we will pick up where we left off last time. And if you missed the first episode in this series, you can always go back and catch it. Now, it's going to seem like I'm a little bit throwing a curveball, but stay with me because I know there are those of you out there who like a good fight and you're like, when do we get to use our swords? But there's a foundational ground that we must cover first. I believe it's impossible to take her whole ground without first knowing what I believe. And I want to ask you today, do you know what you believe? You cannot be a good fighter or soldier if you don't know your cause. David, in the Bible, he cried out in a hard time for Israel, and he said, is there not a cause? I will quickly say to you today that the answer is yes, but. But what? But we have to first know what we believe in order to fight the good fight, in order to win the victory. See, God wants us to raise our standards, and that's not legalism. He recently has called me to new levels personally that I may share in the days to come. But I'm almost like, why? Why do I have to have that standard when so-and-so doesn't, and it looks like they're doing just fine? Why? Well, because he's worth it because the fight is worth it, and to me, because the victory is worth it. See, I have to be willing to train on those hills so that I'm ready to go to the front lines. I have to raise my standard. It's both wisdom and survival. See, standards keep us steady and sure. I want you to say that out loud wherever you are right now. You might be in your bathroom putting your makeup on, You may have your earphones in and you're vacuuming your carpet. You may be in the carpool line. You may be driving home from dropping your kids off at school. I want you to say these words with me, steady and sure. Steady wins and sure sleeps at night. Staying put in our convictions and knowing our whys, that's what keeps us sane, y'all. Sisterhood, listen to me. If you don't hear me, say anything else today, hear this. There's never been a more important time than now to stay at your post. Do not abandon the assignment that God has given to you. 
Abandoning your standards as opposed to raising them never brings you more freedom. It only breeds confusion and disillusionment. Why? Because then there's nothing to believe in. Know what you believe. The more we water down what we believe and our standards, the more we just float along aimlessly. Inside, we kind of know something's off and something's wrong, just not right. But we're just out there grasping at anything, right? I mean, ministry leaders all around the world are preaching some kind of watered-down version of the gospel. And I say that graciously. I should say it much harder. Why are they doing that? Because it's leading people away into disillusion and nothingness, but they don't even understand that. It's all grace and love, and there's no holiness. There's no commitment. And this is no time for you and I to lower our standards. I know families who once held the highest standard of biblical truth for their lives. They have now become deceived, and they now believe a different truth. And I say that in air quotes. Why? Because they had no foundation for what they believed. They didn't even really know what they believed in the first place. So when the world, which is crazy, starts asking, what is a woman? They change their social media profiles to include their pronouns. I mean, it's upside down. It's fighting the wrong battle the wrong way. In the book of Ephesians, Paul is the one writing this to the church at Ephesus. And in in Ephesians 4, 17, it says it this way. And I'm going to read this in the message version. Here's what he says. He says, I insist, and God backs me up on this, that there is no going along with the crowd, the empty-headed, mindless crowd. They have refused for so long to deal with what God, to deal with God, that they've lost touch not only with God, but with reality itself. They can't even think straight anymore. Now, that's from the message version, which I know is a bit paraphrased, but that's basically what Paul is saying, if we were to put it in today's vernacular. They can't think straight anymore. The world is constantly pulling away from knowing anything for sure. We can't know anything for sure. That's why they use words like live your truth, because they don't want anyone knowing anything for sure. And while we flit from one lunch date and hang time to another, there's a very real enemy, the devil, who is trying to tear apart our minds, our families, our communities, and our churches. We've started to believe everything, just whatever the most cool, popular influencer or Taylor Swift tells us. Instead of honoring the God-created narrowness of the path, and he created a very narrow path for us. I understand that. But instead of honoring that, it's just this weird, slow fade. Into what? Well, into nothingness, really. See, if Satan can get us to believe nothing, then our minds are his. A strong mind isn't a mind that thinks for itself. I want y'all to stop thinking that way. A strong mind is the one that's rooted and grounded in the Word of God and a biblical worldview. That's what a strong mind is. So the moral of the story for today is to keep your mind clear, raise your standards, and do not leave your post. I'm going to say it again. Keep your mind clear. Raise your standards. Stop lowering them. And do not leave your post. Now, see, there's a paradox of, of, of culture for us today, and it goes something like this. Yes to free sex. And I want to say, 
I, I'm just going to take a little sidebar right here. Have y'all been following the strange drunken orgy um, drug festival called Burning Man out in the desert? It's very strange. And, and, and let me tell you, they're in this desert because they wanted this real dry, arid place. And God has poured out so much rain on that place that the dirt has become like clay and they're all stuck out there. There's like 70,000 people stuck out there is the craziest thing I've ever seen. But that's for another day. We'll get into that later. So here's what the paradox is. Yes to free sex. Yes to whatever you feel like doing or being. Yes to political correctness. Yes to creating your own morality. But then the other side of its mouth, it says no to boundaries, no to restrictions, no to anyone telling me what to do. I mean, it is no wonder we are confused out of our daggone minds. And the devil loves it because he loves us being confused because then we don't know. We don't know what we believe when we're in that place. So what are we going to do? We are going to know what we believe. That's what. We're going to know what we believe. You see, good parents give boundaries. They are the ones who can look past. I'll say it this way. They're the ones who can look past their own emotional baggage they may have carried through their life, and they can still say to their children, here is the way, walk ye in it. They can still do that. Why? Because they know it's what's best for their child. It's not necessarily maybe what they feel like doing emotionally from their own past baggage and emotional immaturity and their own tender hearts. It's what's best for the child. See, God is that kind of parent. He gives us both the gracious ability to stay in the boundaries, and then he gives us some consequences when we don't. And all of it is for our best. Our commitment to what we believe, it will keep us steady and sure. It will keep us on the path forward no matter what the world is doing around us. That, that commitment to knowing what we believe, it keeps us from even our own fluctuations and moods. They bind us. Our beliefs bind us back to the truth. A crazy world calls for an even crazier Jesus follower one that will not bow down. The world is dying to see the proof of our God. They are crying out to see it. Remember, they're numb and they're aimless. They want to see anything real, and they want to see it with total desperation. One of the best ways to win the spiritual battle is to be a strong Jesus follower. Live a life of conviction believe the Bible, carry grace, hold ourselves accountable first, and always lift Jesus as Lord. I'll say that again. Here's how we become strong Jesus followers. Live lives of conviction, believe the Bible, carry grace, hold ourselves accountable first, and always lift Jesus as Lord. God cautioned us through the Romans. In Romans one twenty one, it says they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. And as a result, their minds became dark and confused. That sounds just like America right now, doesn't it? Let me go a step further, if I may. It sounds like the church in America, doesn't it? <clears throat> Why? Well, because the truth of the world 
I'm sorry, the truth of the word is no longer preached in many, many churches. Why is that? Because we're fighting the wrong battles. Now, let me begin the wrap up by saying this. You will never have the answer to everything, my friends. Are you going to be okay with that? I will never know why God took my precious mother-in-law at such a pivotal time in all of our lives. I will never know the answer to that. I will get that answer on the other side of heaven. I don't know why God didn't heal her miraculously. We aren't meant to know everything. So stop the endless search for all the answers. Start trusting God completely anyway. Total knowledge and total understanding are not going to help us live strong lives. They won't. What will help us are absolutes and convictions. And I want you to get those nailed down today. And then I want you to hang on to them like the house is being washed away by a hurricane and all we are left holding is the steel beams. Those steel beams, that's your convictions. That's our convictions of Jesus and of his word. And in a very real way, there is a storm brewing all around us like we've never experienced before. And if you aren't sensing it, pinch yourself, awaken, because you're not really truly alive if you don't sense something's going on in the world. Trust him enough to not demand an answer. Just hold on and tell the world with the strongest voice that you can muster, I know what I believe. And on the next episode, we're going to learn how to take down some devils and some giants that are blocking our way. But right now, I want to pray for you before I go. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the convictions you are giving us to stand upon and hold fast to. We thank you that you will keep us and our minds set in peace on a sure foundation. Help us stay steady and sure in the swirl of the world around us. We desperately need you to guide us and help us stay strong as warriors. We belong to you, Jesus. We love you the most, and we ask all of this in your name today. Amen. So today's tip of the day is fast. I know. I know. I just lost a whole bunch of you right there. You're like, I'm out. It's okay. Just stay with me for a minute. No one loves fasting. Nobody likes to fast. Today, as I'm writing this, I'm fasting for a friend that's in the hospital with a very serious illness. No answers seem to be coming in the natural. I've been quite aware today of my lack of food, kind of lightheaded and not as full of energy as I normally am. I've been reminded today of my need to fast, my need to tell my physical body no and allow it to rest. Have you ever studied what happens when you're fasting? There's a, and I'm not saying, y'all, I'm not talking about y'all fasting social media, or I'm talking about when you don't eat any food, okay? You just drink water. You're not eating any food. That's what I'm talking about. There's this fascinating thing that happens biologically. This thing is called autophagy. The word autophagy means self-eating. Yuck. Sounds awful, doesn't it? But what it should be better defined as is your body's recycling center. When we fast, uh, and I would say maybe at least to the 12-hour mark and beyond, our old cells become like trash that gets set out for the recycling bin. The new ones eat the old ones, and then they're regenerated into newer, cleaner cells. It is kind of a fascinating thing, autophagy. You need to look it up. Fasting is also a wonder drug for depression. 
Do you know that your microbiome is tied directly with your brain? Now, your microbiome is the environment or the atmosphere inside your stomach. That is tied directly to your brain. As you fast, it begins correcting anything off in your microbiome, and it brings it into a better balance. This signals the brain with good chemicals, and it brings a balance there, too. If you've never studied, um, you know, all the issues about fasting before, do it. It is a very interesting study. It also is just simply allows the body to use what you've already eaten, much of which may be stored as excess fat. Now, I'm not talking about the regular body fat we all, you know, need and have. Everybody has that. I'm talking about the excess. That has an opportunity during a fast to get used up and to be turned and into needed energy when you fast because you're not taking in any calories. You know, the word calorie is just a measure of energy. So when you're not taking in energy, your body can then use what has been stored as fat. But the most important things about fasting is the time and attention it gives us for prayer and simply just being with the Lord. I usually really guard my time during a fast. I read and I watch and I listen to only what feeds me and my spirit. It is amazing how sharp the spirit man becomes during a fast. I can hear the Lord with much better clarity. All right, that's all I have for you today. I hope you heard something that helps you today, something that has encouraged you, something that has spurred you onward. Thank you again for being with me on today's episode of the Sisterhood & Co. podcast, and I hope you'll come back for more. (music) 